0: You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Thank you, guys. All right. Welcome tonight. Amen. Pastor... um, uh, it's great that he gets to go do some training with the chaplaincy, and I'm hoping he's getting to be a blessing to the many's around, men uh, and, the, and the instructors and all the folks in, in the training. I know that, uh, um, he's been a blessing to our uh, sheriff's department here in Yuba County. Uh, he's, he has been a real blessing, seeing, seeing souls saved, uh, seeing lives changed, seeing the, the officers uh, protected and uh, ministered to, and so he, the Lord is using him greatly with these people, with our, with our defenders. So, uh, he asked me uh, Wednesday, was it Wednesday or Thursday night, maybe it was after we were all done, he said, um, how about, would you like to preach Sunday night? And I, I've said this before, I'm going through my mind, he's sitting right here, how do I say no kindly? Um, and I really couldn't come up with anything, uh, even though we had a busy, busy week and busy weekend and, um, you know, he, he gives his all, so I, I guess I could... I, I, I guess I could give my fifty uh, percent. So, but uh, he asked me to to come and speak, and and I'm not a preacher, but uh, I do like uh, do like teaching. I do like pontificating. I do like talking. I do like uh, um, talking with folks about stuff, things that are on my mind and things that are on their mind, and, and uh, it's really interesting. Have you anybody ever played tag? I think most everybody in this room has. Um, uh, I grew up, played tag a lot. We actually called it Gang Up around my house. We lived down in Southern California. We are in a military base, and uh, the house had big, high brick walls on it, and, and, it's, and in my mind, every evening, a bunch of kids, we would play Gang Up, and it was somebody's it, and uh, everybody else scatters, and you're running around the house. The, you had to stay in the yard, so in the yard or the backyard, or uh, and in the middle of the night, I, it's late at night, and you're jumping over over the fence and everything, and and, and you're just trying to tag and you tag somebody who's on your team, you tag another they're on your team and you go through the whole group and then you do it again. It was fun, we just loved it, it was, it was, it was our sandlot, it was our thing that we, that we loved. Um, but there's something you always have on a, in, in the game of tag or hide and seek it is a home base, right? You have a place that if you can get to first, then you're not it. Um, Baseball, same thing. If you can get around to home base, you've made you scored a point. You're you're safe. It's all done. Home base. This idea of home base, and I've talked several times with people. My wife and I are in a uh, uh, a, a, getting ready to start a new chapter in our lives uh, as a couple. Um, We had the Lord granted us seven wonderful years with no kids. I love your kids. I do remember the seven years. It was was wonderful. Uh, for a time, we didn't know if we'd have kids, um, but uh, we expected we planned for three. God gave us seven, um, and then we had Seely, and that was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, uh, Jane just turned eight. Kiddo, I remember when your dad was an intern here, and he was hoping that Ingrid would say yes. <laughs> but time flies. But. We've had I've had these discussions as of late about, and it all comes back to this idea of home base. Um, so let's just go there. Let's just go there. Um, if we open up your Bibles into Proverbs, um, I talked a little bit in my Sunday school class this morning. We talked about Solomon. Solomon was the wisest man to ever live. God gave him wisdom. Um, he, wrote the, uh, he wrote many of the Proverbs. He, he wrote uh, Ecclesiastes. He wrote, uh, he just, his wisdom spilled out, the wisdom of the God, that God gave him. In Proverbs 24, three, through wisdom and house is, is in house builded, And by understanding, it is established. Verse 24, and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So um, uh, that's our text verse today, but we're going to go beyond that. We'll go uh, into some other verses, but uh, um, this idea of home base. Uh, there's some. I want my home to be a home base. Now, I have to caveat that. Um, I am a firm believer in raising your children and letting them go. Okay? <laughs> amen. I'm getting, the, I'm getting the. Amen. Let them go. They've got to live their life. They've got to set out. We've got some young couples here who have set out on their lives. Um, and we've got to let them go. And you've got to sometimes push them out. And, and I will tell you the first time I took my daughter to college, I, I, I was in tears the night before because it all hit, reality hit that the four people, the. the, the, the four that are hanging out together all the time, not, not there. And it was hard. It was something I had to deal with. But it was good for me too. It was good for me. I, at that moment, I could see why some parents would let their kids stay, stay on the couch until they're 35 or 40. I, I, I could see that for just a moment, a glimmer. But, but this idea of home base, what do I mean by that? What, um, we're gonna talk about that. So um, let's just get into some points here. First, you need to build your home on wisdom. The same God that Solomon asked for wisdom, said, I don't don't know how to lead this nation, your nation of people, give me the understanding, give me the wisdom to lead. That same God is our God and he has wisdom for us and none of us got a manual well you might have read the you know you might have read the different you know baby books and things like that but none of us really got a good manual other than the bible of how do we structure this house how do we do this how do we do this thing of home so we're going to have to rely on wisdom. We're going to have to rely on God's word, God's people, uh, examples in front of us. Uh, like I said, Solomon, he asked God for wisdom to lead a nation. We need to ask God to lead, lead our homes. And we need to build our homes on wisdom. Uh, so out of our, uh, in James 1.5, if any, man, any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That giveth to all men liberally and braideth not, and it shall be given him. God does not um, go, oh, you want, you know, he's going to give it to you. He wants you to have wisdom, so ask him. And so if any man lack wisdom, ask God for that wisdom. So we need to build our home on wisdom. When we build that home, this, is this might be a quick message, might, be, might, be, might not. I don't know, we might go off some rabbit trails here. I, I promised that I'd hit a character in the Bible um, for our kids here. Um, so we'll try to. Number two, we need to be, we need to love, and let's see if the word's correct. We need to lovingly, lovingly direct. Thank you, David. I, I gave him the wrong word. I said lovely, and I was like, that's not right. Uh, lovingly direct or correct. We can put that in, in parentheses. You can put that with it. We need to love and lovingly correct. Um, uh, John, if you go to the, uh, your book of John, we'll have the verses up there. But in John thirteen thirty four. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. And as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Now, thats it seems plainly obvious if you have a family, you're going to love one another. But we're hardest on our family members, aren't we? Right? And so, in fact, sometimes it can cause strife because maybe our kids see that we love other people greatly and we don't show respect and love towards them. In that same manner, guard that, guard that. Our kids need to, our kids need to first and foremost know that we love them. Yeah. We love them to our last breath. Um, uh, so love, but but part of that love is also the correction and the direction that we give them. And it pains parents to have to correct their children, but God, God commands it. And you see what ha- you've seen what happened in our society today when kids are not corrected. You know, it's, I, I believe it starts with the parents. I don't believe it, it's the, the kids' fault. They're just going to, we're, we're wild animals. I, I know what I was like as a youngster. We're just wild animals, and if we're not going to be reared. If we're not going to be directed, we're just going to go off half-cocked. We're just, who knows what's going to happen? Any one of us could be that. Um, but we need, to, uh, we need to lovingly correct. In Proverbs 23, 12 uh, through 19, we'll read that one. Let's get into there. And it's talking about correction. Now, it's okay, they use the word beat and they use the word rod, but we'll, we'll get past that. And uh, I don't, I never had to take a rod to my girls, but I do have to, I do have to correct them, I might have to spank them, you know, uh, the, the seed of knowledge, you know, gets to be corrected occasionally. So, Proverbs twenty we'll start there, apply thine heart unto instruction. This is Solomon talking to his son. "'Apply thine heart unto instruction "'and thine ears to the word of knowledge. "'Withhold not correction from, from the child, "'for it, if thou beatest him with a rod, "'he won't die, he shall not die. "'Thou shalt beat him with a rod "'and shalt deliver his soul from hell.'" Now, let's go past that. "'My son, if thine heart be wise, "'my heart shall rejoice, even mine, "'if thine heart be wise. "'Yea, my reign shall rejoice "'when thy lips speak right things. "'Let not thine heart envy sinners.' But be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. For surely there's an end, and thine expectations shall not be cut off. Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. He's instructing about instruction. And and you might have a child, you might have, I I think any one of us goes through, it. there might be a time you just don't want to take instruction. Right? But we all need it. We all need direction. I mean, I would rather somebody direct me in a right path than I have to fail. Failure is a great teacher. But it also makes scars many times. Um, But so we need to love and lovingly correct. So this is all standard stuff of being being adults and, and being parents and Young kids, young guys are, I mean, it's so great to see Christy up here. I'll be a little honest with you. Christy knows this. I really didn't like him when he was a kid. <laughs> I really didn't like him that much. No, I had, him, I had him in kids' club, him and his brother. And I really didn't like him. I love that man. He is, he's just serving the Lord. He, he wants to be where, where God's people are. And I love that. And I, that encourages me, buddy. It does. But... Uh, whether you're single, whether you're married, we need, to, we need to seek God's wisdom and we need to learn to love and, and any of the mistakes in the past, we need to look for the opportunities to correct in our own lives so that when we start our families and, and so there's something here for everyone. So now I get to the point of this home base. I can't control, I can't control what my girls are gonna do after they leave. I can hope, I can know what I taught them. I can hopefully put them in good environments. One of the reasons why we chose a Christian school, uh, Christian college for them to be in, a like-minded college where they're not being indoctrinated to the ways of the world. Think about that, guys. It is is just ugly out there, it really is. Um, It's one of the reasons why we have our church school here. It's because we want, we want them a like minded uh, training facility, a place of love and a place of, of admonition, a place where the Bible's opened and God is proclaimed. And while you have control of your kids, that should be that way, shouldn't it? So do everything in your power to make that happen. But, but I can't control what happens afterwards. All I know is that my wife and I have to build a home that maybe they'd want to emulate. Maybe when things get tough, they know there's a safety place. There's a home base. Now I'd I had to caveat that. Um, uh, I, I, my mom is very practical and godly woman. And when my wife and I got, were getting married, we, we, I asked her to marry me and, and went and introduced, well, I introduced my wife, my fiance to, to my mom. And, and mom gave me the, ah, it's awesome. You're, you're, and they're very similar. Um, and, uh, but she looked at me and she says, you guys have any problems? Don't call me. Work it out. Then tell me how you fixed it. I said, well that's good advice. She didn't want one of us running home, running home when we were building a home, okay? So they, we had to establish a home base. She had a great home base and it was a place that we can come and share and, and uh, just a wonderful time to fellowship and, and see the grandparents when we had kids. But it wasn't our home anymore. But it was still a good home base. Uh, it, there are many cultures in this world that actually new generations just keep building and these houses keep building bigger and bigger and bigger. We don't do that in America, typically. Um, there's good and bad in that. I like the idea of letting them go. Letting them go find their journey. But we can give them tools to follow the Lord. Follow in faithfulness. Uh, So, number three, stay faithful to the Lord. This is to the parents. This is to the the creators of the home base. This is to, um, to any of us. Stay faithful to the Lord. Go into Matthew 24, 45. Who then is a wise, faithful servant whom the Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Uh, no matter which way our kids go, we must stay faithful to the Lord and his precepts. Create that home base. Create that place where they know that, um, that mom and dad have standards. You know, if our, if our kids are going to go and they're, they're going to go live with somebody out of wedlock and they're going to come visit, well, if you have the standard that that doesn't happen under my household, it doesn't happen under your roof. They're gonna do that, and they're gonna be up there. they're gonna do that on their own. But you have to have these precepts, you have to have these standards, you have to build that home base. Uh, it, uh, again, in Matthew 25, 21, he his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rule over many things. Enter into the joy, thou into the joy of the Lord. Usually talking about the, the, the talents, um, but it applies to faithfulness in everything. God, if you're faithful in those few things, if you're faithful in, those, in, that, in that home and raising those children, God can uh, have you be faithful over many great things. So, for our kids, it made me think about the, uh, the prodigal son, and I was more intrigued by the father. If you go to Luke, let's open up the, the book of Luke. We're in Luke 15. And Jesus is talking about heaven, and he's giving a, um, a parable. And, every, and again, I, gotta, I, I shouldn't say this, because this is my Sunday school class. We said we've got to stop saying this. Uh, the prodigal son. He talks about the the son that that uh, is raised by a what would seem a godly man, a man who, who takes care of his home, uh, a man who raised two boy at least two boys. Uh, we know of the in the story. Um, uh, it's a it's a it's a story by, that Christ is giving, and he's really giving an example of what heaven is like. Um, but the prodigal son, the one who who says, "Father, give me my my portion. Give me." Uh, what is due me as your son so that I can go do what I want to do. And that's basically what it is. And the, and the father didn't withhold. The father gave him his due. The father, and let him go. Um, obviously he's old enough to go make his own decisions. Um, but the father, he stayed. So uh, if, you, if you go into verse 20 is where that starts. Uh, so, so remember the word that I said to you, thy servant is not greater than, am I reading the right one? No, I'm in the wrong chapter. Uh, Luke, Luke, I was in John, so, Uh, uh, Luke 15, okay, so after the prodigal son had uh, spent all his money, wasted his life, fell into dire straits, he, uh, he looked up and realized, even the servants that my dad has are treated better than I am right now, I'll be a servant to my father, he goes home. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to be merry the household was merry except for the other son right the one who abided the one who stayed back but that father had a household he had established a home base he he didn't tell obviously he didn't tell his son uh, you're taking this don't ever come back I'd imagine. Now I, I know it's a. I know it's a parable. We don't actually have the names of people. This is a. But this is what. This is what heaven's like. God's going to let us make some choices, and they're going to have. Uh, they're going to have uh, effects on our lives, but heaven is for us, if we just accept, accept the Lord, accept His saving grace, accept His Son on the cross. Um, uh, I love how He uh, talks to His Son who abided. So, well, let's go back to 20, uh, 28, and his son, he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him, and he answered and said unto his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, never transgress, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid, a, a, a goat, uh, whatever he was going to, the fatted calf, that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, he was bitter towards his brother, which hath devoured thy living with harlots. Thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should be merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is now found. This man set up a home base. He set up a home base that his wayward son could come back to. He set up a home base that his his, uh, abiding son could be a part of. And he showed love towards both. I can't control what happens in the future. And you guys are gonna have to see how I handle this fall when I have two girls gone. I'm kind of looking forward to it. But we'll see. But this idea of having a home base a place where that we know that that there's love there's direction there's answers or if there's not answers I'll, we know where to find them there there's christ is christ in your home is he discussed at your dinner table is he is the bible opened up is it uh, or is it, you know, we're trying, to tra- we're trying to hand over our faith to our kids, but, but I've heard it said that-, that we can't be the Holy Spirit for our children. We can't be the Holy Spirit for them, but we can stay faithfully anchored to our God. And they need to see that. A Christian uh, book author, a children's book author, uh, Jenny Monchamp once said Show your children God's love by loving them and others as Christ loved you. Be quick to forgive. Don't hold a grudge. Look for what's best and speak gently into areas of their lives that need growth. It's a great quote. Do you have a home base? I told you to be quick. It's going to be an easy one. Um, I hope I do. I hope I have a home base for my family. A uh, little example, I come from three kids. Um, sister, uh, brother, and me, I'm the youngest, I'm the most loved as we say in my family, and then my sister is the princess, who um, was the first girl in nine generations, and Miss New Mexico. Um, so, so, literally. Um, so, I can't, that's, that's my family, that's growing up, military family. And my brother is the typical black sheep of a family. If there was, if there was an example, if there's a definition in the book of black sheep, his picture would be pasted on it as a kid. Because uh, if it, if it was black, he said it was white. If it was sunny, he said it's raining. Um, uh, if if, uh, if if you expect to need him to do something right, he's going to do it wrong. Not not because he wasn't smart. He's was very smart, but he was just. He just was more disobedient. I say more disobedient because every kid is disobedient. I was a brat. I was the most loved, right? We said that. So, but we grow up, parents kick us out. We all have our, our, our paths that we take. I, I chose the military. I, I'm, uh, I'm not bright enough to really think about for myself, so I just choose what dad did, and I follow his, in his footsteps. My sister uh, uh, takes her, her path. Uh, for me and my sister, we both, church is involved. God is involved. We're both saved, and we're going to marry people that are saved, and we're going to be around people that are saved. My brother, not so. He's heard the Bible stories. He's seen the felt boards that we, talk, that we show. He's he grew up in church, he has, a, he has a mother that loves him dearly and a dad that loves him dearly. But he was black sheep. And so he made choices that we wouldn't normally make in our family. And for him, and he, he shared this testimony with many folks so we're okay to do this. He, would, he came to a low point in his life, usually involving a lock and a key and some cells there for a short while and he looked up and finally said, what am I doing? My brothers serve in our country, my sister has got a, a new family. My mom loves me. My dad loves me. He's hard on me, but he loves me. Because they were a lot, a lot alike, I think that's what it was. And he came to himself. And he realized, They don't deserve this, and I could do better. Through that, his life changes. Still needs to work on some things. Brother-in-law leads him to the Lord, gets saved. Still working on it. He and I are working together now. We're like-minded. He's not the black sheep anymore. He talks to his mom every day. Talks to her more than I do. (sighs) Got to keep up with that. You got to say, I love you, Dad, before he died. And Dad saw him back. Mom and Dad had a home base. We know we can always go to. And that's what I want for my family. And I want them to have one for their family. I want you guys to have one. We got some great home bases around here. If you want to work on one, you got people who've had some great home bases. So, I hope you all get those. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just what you've, uh, uh, your instruction and your ability to uh, uh, give us the, uh, the truths that we need, Lord. And you are the designer of the home. You're the designer of a family. And Lord, if we just follow the precepts that you give us, if we pro- follow the examples that you give us, Lord, we can have thriving homes and thriving children and young adults Lord, but uh, help us as uh, husband and wives, help us as parents, help us as grandparents. But Lord, you just, uh, we just thank you for all that you give us, Lord. Lord, I pray for those today. Lord, if maybe some of this seemed foreign to somebody that um, they have a home, but you're not part of it, Lord. I pray that, Lord, today would be the day that they choose you as their Savior, Lord, just be with us now thank days. you for listening we hope you enjoyed our service if you would like to hear more visit our website at bbc 4me.org that's BBC the number four me.org may God bless you